Throughout scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, we are encouraged and even commanded to not fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. But my question to you, the question that I ponder, God, how? I do fear. God, everything is caving in around me. What do I do? Today on the podcast, I am going to give some practical ways of how not to fear. Hey there, friend. Happy Thanksgiving belated. This is Courageous Radiance Podcast. I am Brittany Dixon, and I'm so thankful that you are here. I have prayed for all of my Anchored Women friends over this past week, whatever their Thanksgiving week held, if it was a difficult time, if it was a time of lots of rest, if it was a time with lots of food, if it was just a great time of being present with your families and friends, I pray that it was everything and all of the things. For me, I feel like it was a combination of both. It was for sure rest from my vehicle and Ubering my kids. It was work. It was great time with my family, even um, a few friends who I got together with. So it was really kind of all of the above and everybody was safe. The only negative, you know, starting with some positives here was my daughter to get sick. But, you know, If there's a time to get sick, I guess it's time when you are already off school anyway. So (laughs) there's the positive spin of that. So this week we are finishing up November and I want to take a different spin because I have personally been present on Facebook, present on Instagram, the social media world, which y'all have heard me say I struggle with. I really do. I've been present but I've been scaling back and I'm willing to scale all the way back if that's what God is telling me to do. So this is my form of obedience and just truly getting up every day and saying, God, what do you want me to do? Sometimes it's truly just my life is full, but it's really been an obedient step to pull back. So first thing I just want to ask is, have you pulled back ever? Do you ever get that burdening that inclination that hey sis it's time turn it off you know you know how it's like no more tv go to sleep I literally had a few of those nights this week I don't know I really don't even know when I last went to sleep before 10 o'clock for sure at 9 30 and I had a couple of those nights and man I woke up so rejuvenated, so rested but sometimes I can go to bed at one two o'clock with little sleep and feel rested if I was doing what God was calling me to do for why I stayed up that late. But this time of pressing in to the Holy Spirit for me is, God, I really just want to be obedient to whatever your will is. And what I'm finding, what he is revealing, rather not me finding, because I'm not that good, what he's revealing for me is the need to supersede goals that I have on paper based on what I'm seeing in other people's life in social media. So I really wouldn't consider myself a competitive person. 
I actually really feel like if anything, I, I kind of compete against myself. Like I set these unrealistic goals. If you're an unrealistic goal setter, raise your hand if you can do so safely. I am an unrealistic goal setter. And what I mean by that is I will say that today I'm going to do 10 of the 20 things on this list for the whole week and I think I'm going to do them in a whole day. A, why do I have 20 things to do this whole week? B, why would I think that working a 12-hour shift, having kids to feed, shepherd around, and put to bed at night, then I'm going to do 10 things. Where does marriage fit? Where does sleep fit? Where does water drinking fit? You know, where it's not even realistic. So great for being a goal setter, A for consistency with that for me, but a fail on being a realistic goal setter. So what God has just been helping me siphon down this iceberg below water is going back to why do I set these unrealistic goals? What am I trying to accomplish? And subtly, social media, ugh, it's a great thing, but it's great things can be bad things. I mean, you can, you can do too much working out. You really can. I mean, you can over drink water and throw out your metabolism, your, uh, your electrolytes. So good things can also be bad things if it's not in moderation. So for me, I think I was using social media. I have two accounts. I have a personal account, but I also have the Courageous Radiance account, which are you following? Courageous Radiance, please follow. And as well as subscribe to the Courageously Radiant Facebook group. But I was finding that some of the people I follow on my Courageous Radiance, which are other like-minded individuals, killing it for Jesus, hand, I mean, high five, high five. I am loving everything. But the downside to it is, well, Brittany, maybe you should do that. Well, Brittany, maybe you should go build a water well. Maybe, why aren't you baking bread and, and sending it over the whole DFW? Why aren't you uh, flying to Asia and, and building a house? I mean, like stuff that's not even, like God's like, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you to do any of that. So I'm like misguiding myself, wanting to do it for Jesus though. Like 180% wanted to do it for Jesus. But he's like, yeah, but you're also kind of wanting to do it for yourself too. You know, maybe not competing because you want to compete with this person. You are giving them a high five and at their whole party, but you're competing with your own goals and your goals. Maybe we need to rework them, but your goals prayer, prayerfully should be written down with me or write them down and check them against me. Right. So that's where the long story of this is social media for me has been a pullback. So today I simply just wanted to read um, in Matthew. And the thing, I, the thing about Matthew 25 is it starts off with the parables of the, of the 10 versions. And then it goes into the parable of talents, kind of, you know, different parables, but overall general uh, story ending that's the same and not being ready, not do not being ready. When I think of the, the 10 virgins, like just living as if Jesus is not coming back as well as then with the parable of the talents and not still not living as if Jesus is coming back and not doing what we're called to do while he left us here. 
So two words that I simply just really want to share. If you read from 25, I'm not going to clearly read all of this, but Matthew 25 and it's um, verses uh, 25, chapter 25, verses 14 um, through 30. And the, the two words I, I really want to pick out, one is in verse 25, and it says, so I was afraid. The word afraid there, hold that thought. And the other word is in um, verse 15, and it, and it says, then he went on a journey immediately. That word immediately in verse 15, and this again is in uh, Matthew 25. So in verse 15, he says immediately. And then in verse 25, he says afraid. So some practical ideas about fear. So my fear was really based in the fact that I thought I wasn't doing enough for God. And it is my inclination generally for me. This is this is my bent. Let me talk about my lane. Your lane is different or maybe it's the same. But from my lane, one of my bents is to get on this hamster wheel that I've created trying to earn something that I will never earn. And it could be for God. It could be for my kids. It could be for, I mean, whatever the reason, the point is I self-construct these unrealistic ham- hamster wheels looking for something to experience here on earth that God never told me to do. And, and it becomes burdensome. It, it becomes, it, it be, my, my spirit gets weary under the weight and the pressure. And then what I find is I shut down because I can't do it anymore. I can't manage everything, you know, and then what my family or others around me experience is the, the, the whiplash of it all, you know, because I have burnt myself out to the point where I have no patience. Um, my sarcasm is at the highest, you know, my, my criticism versus critique. So there's no joy and there's no kindness. I mean, literally, I can go through each of the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, which is in Galatians 5.22. I can go through each of the fruits of the Spirit and see where I am lacking, when I'm in myself. And at the heart of it, at the bottom of this iceberg that I can't see below water, this unconscious motivation is fear. I am fearful to not do something so that I miss, because I'm, I'm scared to miss something, if that makes sense. So I don't want to not do something, not go to Asia and, and, and adopt an orphan because I have a fear of missing out on doing more for God. So I can literally take that with anything, with how I parent, with how I'm a wife, with things at work. If I take that fear and, and travel down below the waterline surface, I can see with God's revelation, of course, where that fear came, where, like what's at the bottom of it? What's, what's, what's at the base of this action? And for me, it's fear. And I don't know. I think that I think that I clearly know scripture, what God says, and that I'm worthy in him and that I can do nothing to fall out of his love. There's no separation from him. Also, if I don't do things, there's no condemnation. I mean, I can put scripture to help, you know, inflate me to what I'm doing, but I still hop back on the spiritual, not even spiritual, this fake <laughs> self-made spiritual hamster wheel 
And God's like, stop. So the only scripture I do want to read is uh, Matthew 25, verse um, 21. He says it multiple times, but the one I want to read is 21. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. And he repeated himself in, in verse 23. And in verse 26, it's a little bit different. For that one, that servant, so there was these three servants in which got different talents. One got five, um, one got, uh, one got, let me think, five, three, and five, two, and one. Excuse me. And God, I love that God gave to each as he created them for, right? It wasn't a matter of the one with five, like, hey, I got five, you got one. And it, and it shouldn't be the one that got the one, you know, like, hey, how come this one got two? Why, why didn't I get five? I'm supposed to get five. So it's, <laughs> I tell my kids, you get what you get and don't throw a fit. But God created us all for a special purpose. And God created us all to do some specific, distinct work within our sliver of life, within what God has given us and gifted us to do. And this is the problem when we compare and this is also the problem for me with social media. I'm over here comparing my talents, my kids, my husband, my job, my cross even, my, the burdens I have in life with raising a special needs child, the burdens I have with raising a rebellious teenager, the burdens I have with um, not liking my career, the burdens, I mean, just literally comparing, comparing, and comparing, not even consciously knowing that I'm doing it, but just this, this heart of comparing begins to set the spinning wheel for me of like, here we go. I got to do this. I got to earn this because I don't like this because I'm afraid of this. I'm going to do this. So instead of taking my life, my journey, my cross, crosses and and trusting God with that I started comparing so the first thing to me with fear is comparison stop comparing friend I mean I, I just told you what I, I clearly am saying this <laughs> wrote this as I'm saying it to you we, we need to stop comparing we really really do and we need to stop saying we're gonna stop comparing but still comparing so a lot of this is also holding our thoughts captive taking our thoughts captive um, Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians, taking our thoughts captive and, and really, assume, you know, habits are habits for a reason because we keep doing them. So there is a level of, okay, there's that thought, but then what did I do with it? Did I just run with it? Did I stop and, and, and hold it against the light of, of scripture, the light of Christ and say, stop, this is not accurate. This is not the word of God. This is not true. This is not who I am. This is what God says. And then as that thought comes and by the 90th, 100th, 3,000th time of doing that, it will start to get less and less and less. So number one, stop comparing. Our fear, we look at others, even when we don't think we're looking at others. We look at what our life should have been, you know, what we wrote on paper when we were 17 years old and what we should be doing when we're 41. Stop. Why? Why? I mean, I can't go back. I, I Regret is why? Why? Make the most of what is now and keep moving forward. So immediately, I wanted to go back to that, to that word. Immediately, that first um, servant 
And can I pause and just say that I love that they're called servants? <laughs> How often am I saying, Brittany, you're a servant? And I'm going to give you the answer. Not often enough. Like we're servants. I'm not here to be served. God isn't on my time schedule. God is not a genie just gifting out my prayer request. I am a servant, an underroar. Never forget this um, sermon at my church with the um, guest pastor, teaching pastor, um, Brian, Dr. Brian Loritz, who is a fabulous, I love every time he, he teaches. But I remember this one sermon, I don't even remember when, maybe a year ago, and he was talking about servants and how the, the root of the word is really to mean an under rower, like the people underneath the boat who you don't see and probably are under stool and urine. And I mean, gosh, the, the living environments were probably horrible, right? For the people rowing this boat. Did they, did they eat? How much water did they get? Did they get to see sunlight? They're serving, they're rowing the boat. So as an under rower, the servant for God, that's how we, number one, not number two, should be looking at ourselves because my fear is based in me. My fear is because what I can't do in me. My fear is based on what I can't see or how am I going to. So let me earn, 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 earn and run after and stay up to ungodly hours and wake up extremely early. Yes, if I have to do that in God's strength. But a lot of times God tell me to go to sleep, sleep, take a melatonin, go to sleep. Stop it. You are not going to achieve more by waking up at 3.30 a.m. and going to bed at 2. Like, you're going to kill yourself. Stop it. So, number one, stop comparing. And number two, we're a servant. We are a servant. But this word immediately, this servant who got the most, by the way, man, he was faithful. He immediately the man, if you go on to read it, it, this, what he did spills into um, verse 16. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went, put them to work and earned five more. Immediately. Not, mm, let me ask 21 questions because that would be me. Uh, God, I, what about 10? I should have 10. I, should, I need 10. Not, not five. Five ain't enough. Right? Like, immediately he was faithful. Immediately. How often do you immediately obey, <laughs> and I want to even add entirely, obey what God is telling you to do? I don't care if that Holy Spirit came up in your mind. Let me just speak about myself. And he just said, go put that shopping cart all the way back, all the way. Walk all the way across with your feet that work and your legs that are fine. Walk all the way across and go put that shopping cart back. Call this person who, yep, she's going to keep you on the phone for a long time. And yep, but I want you to love on her. Mm -hmm. Call your grandma once a month, check on her. I mean, I'll have these <laughs> 81 billion thoughts in a day of which I should take each of them, submit them to Christ, shine them on the light of Christ. God, what, what of these do you want me to do? And then do them. So another practical tip, like it's not even, it's not even hard. It's just a matter of, do I want to do it? And I'm not going to want to do it the majority of the time, the stuff that God is saying. But he's not asking if I want to do it. That's going back to point two. I'm an under rower. So my fear, I'm spending too much time comparing and looking at other people, not knowing what God has told them to do. And number two, I'm not even realizing I'm a servant. I'm over here trying to lead until God was supposed to be. 
and then trying to make it happen within my limited strength and capacity. Right. And then I'm not even being obedient, faithfully obedient, entirely obedient to what God is saying. And, and the last point is this, this last word. So I was afraid. So this goes to what we're talking about, this fear, fear based. This is verse 25. So I was afraid. This is that last um, unfaithful servant who had the one talent and didn't do what he's supposed to do with the one talent. And we can even read this, verse 24. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you have, haven't sowed and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. I was afraid. What good ever comes out of fear? None. Because the Bible tells us, literally from cover to cover, do not fear, fear not, be not afraid. I mean, constantly, constantly, Joshua 1, 9, do not be afraid. And I love, I love God's remedy. I love his solution for why we don't fear, because I'm with you. I mean, he clearly knows what's around you. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's there. He's, un- he's God. But yet he tells us to not fear. He puts us on this impossible mission, not because we can do it, but because he's with us to do it. He's our sufficiency. I love how Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I believe. And he says he's, his grace is sufficient in our weakness. God knows we can't do it. He created us. We're dust. We're here today and we're leaving tomorrow. We are passing through here. Clearly, that's, that's what's talked about in this. I, I really encourage you to read um, the, the talents, the parable of the talents, because it does show, it, it's a great reminder of our limitedness. You know, I think I get on social media and I get in my, my groove of being a mom and my groove of being a wife and I forget why I'm here and I forget what it all is supposed to be for, even when I'm doing it for God. And I forget that I don't create. I faithfully serve. God creates. I create nothing. So even my best marketing plan, even even this best thing that I did staying up all day for 48 hours, even all that, it is only by God's grace. Only by God's grace. So what I want to encourage just practically is we can't get this well done good and faithful servant, which should be our heart's pursuit at the end of our lives. It should be our heart, our heart pursuit now for what is coming at the end. But we can't get on that good and faithful servant if we don't deal with our fears. So one thing that I decided was, God, I, and I had to confess and I had to, uh, to, to repent and, and, and turn over what I was doing and, and just recognize God I have not been doing X, Y, and Z. And I had some people that I've reached out to recently that I knew God was calling me to forgive and to make amends for, not because I thought that they would accept my forgiveness, that's between them and God, but because I knew what God was telling me to do. And then just being willing to be unpopular. <laughs> I mean, just being willing. Like if, if my fear is because courageous radiance won't blow up and go viral, okay. If it was for one person and that's what God told me to do, I'm going to do it for the one. 
if my fear is because um, my child is going to be angry because I'm not letting her have social media or I'm not letting her go here or I'm not letting Caleb be on this team or to do this sport. I'm not letting Gabe like whatever that unpopular, that unculturally appropriate thing is, man, if that's the fear against the weight of hearing well done, my good and faithful servant. So, man, assess the fear and be willing to 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 be unpopular, be willing that the marketing, that the plan might not mean that you go viral. And that's okay. The faithfulness. It was about the faithfulness. And God created the specified talents for the one he did five, for the one he gave two, for the one he gave one. And they're of equal value. So, friend, if you are like me and struggling in any way, I pray, my prayer is that you rush, run, don't skip, (laughs) don't crawl, run to your unhurried time with God and ask the Holy Spirit to out areas in which you can be more faithful. And man, I, I promise you, he is willing and he will tell you and he loves you and he accepts you as you are. So I pray this has been encouraging to you and I hope to see you here next week.